Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to a festive edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It is episode number 597, a holiday edition as we record this on Festivus. And it'll be out for you guys by Christmas Day if you celebrate. Hope you have a happy and healthy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everybody that has been celebrating earlier this month, and happy Kwanzaa to everybody. And if you don't celebrate anything, well, how the hell are you? Welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia, everybody. Uh, We got a fun show planned for you, breaking the fourth wall right off the bat. We're recording this on Saturday night, so we have no idea how Eagles-Giants turned out on Monday afternoon. Uh, hopefully the Eagles uh, chopped up Tommy Cutlets and put him in a nice little roll and ate him up. Uh, and we're talking about an Eagles win come Wednesday night show. But we'll talk about uh, some NFL. We'll talk about uh, a little history lesson for the people out there as it is the holiday season. We're going to give you a little history lesson on Philadelphia for all the haters out there. Uh, we'll talk some Sixers. We'll talk some Flyers because – They just keep rolling. They keep rolling. Third place in the Eastern Conference, baby. Uh, We'll talk about that and whatever else comes our way. Uh, But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI, Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram and threads at KBIZZLE11. And of course, joining me, as he always does on these episodes that are typically recorded on Sunday nights, the host of the most, the People's Champ, coming your way from the Pitts Cave, Mr. Patty Pitts. Follow him on the socials at Pitsy35 on Instagram and threads and at Pat underscore Pitts on the tweet machine. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast feed apple spotify wherever you get your podcast leave a five-star rating interview let's finish 2023 on a strong note with subscribers keep on subscribing it really does go a long way for helping us hit new milestones lets us do really dope content for you with you and in between uh so keep subscribing wherever you get your podcasts in audio form and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia that's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week you get full video episodes of every show on our network you get clips shorts live streams original video content all on our youtube channel it's youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia we hit our year-end goal that we had initially set for ourselves 
uh, earlier this week. We are currently at 703 subscribers. As I just refreshed, we got a new subscriber. That's Shout how we do that it. New subscriber. Shout out that peep, baby. We're 97 away from 800, which is the next milestone. And of course, the big milestone to check off is the big 1,000. I think before the ball drops in about a week from now, we can get to 750. Yeah. We can get to 750 by the time the ball drops. And like we do every year on on New Year's Eve, we we go live with the sub count out on the socials and we watch it go up and up and up. So we're going to keep it going just like we did last year and the year before um, when we made the YouTube channel. So keep subscribing. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And of course, this podcast is presented by the City of Vineland. And the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. And through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy, what's popping, my brother? It's a holiday edition as we got our little graffiti claws up. Uh, I know, you. dude, some street art above me. I love to see it. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to the peeps. It's a great day. And, you know, breaking the fourth wall once again. Yeah, it's on Saturday. I worked all day. All right, we we were slinging fish. We had to drive from Seaport, and then we're in Back Bay, and then we obviously went home. And it just like I put my feet up, man. You know, and that's why I love doing this type of thing because I can just put my feet up, relax, just hang out and talk nonsense with you, man. That's like that's the best part of coming down to the underground is we just get to put our feet up and talk some nonsense. Dude, I was I was out getting uh, printer ink today uh, for my printer and the printer we have upstairs, along with an SD card for my dad. That crazy. My I'm not gonna dox myself, but if you know me, you know where my day job is. Um, that company sells SD cards. This particular one, two fifty six gig, on the shelf for fifty nine ninety nine kind of crazy in my opinion i feel I like it's a decent <clears throat> i price decent because as a man yeah can, can i get a price intelligence match? yeah because i need to <clears throat> we went compare. to the old bezos machine mm-hmm. and we price matched a company that i work for you know what i'll say people know i've been talking about long enough fucking staples uh a company started in your backyard um 59.99 retail on the shelf at Staples. I use the old Bezos machine to price match. Guess how much we price matched it down to? Maybe like... I want to say nineteen ninety nine, but I feel like that's even too high. Pretty damn close. Nineteen seventy two. 
Dude, I don't know what it is for me in numbers. I'm a fucking wizard, man. I don't and know. for for this month, I have 20% off everything. Oh, that's basically Ooh, free. Such, such a nice pat on the back from a company that I slave away for. Well done. I normally only get 10% off for. Uh, but the final well price is $15.78. For Why something that we buying? sell on the shelves for 60 bucks, Kind of for a quarter of the price. That's crazy to me. That is just wild. It's crazy. It's wild that you got something for what it should be, what you're selling it for that little. Yeah. I, it's like, and you didn't use any crazy coupon. Like it was just a price match, and then you had a twenty percent off. Like you're not being like, I have this coupon from here. Nope. And I just like a like what they bargain hunters do. Like just brilliant, man. Well done on your part. Man, I was like flabbergasted. I told my mom going in too. I was like, "I'm gonna price match the SD card because we sell them for triple the price of what they are online." For whatever reason, that's exactly what it was. Dude, it was you triple the it. price. You knew it. You, I know ball. You dude, yo, Bennett, no ball. I that's that's pretty. That flows. I like that. I know ball. Um, you know ball. Speaking of ball, let's get into some NFL talk. Oh, here we go. And it is brought to you by our pals at PHI Apparel Company, our awesome merch partners, the best in the game. It's never too late to treat yourself this holiday season and stand out in the crowd, whether you're going to your favorite team's sporting event, whether it's the Sixers, the Flyers, the Wings, or preparing for the Phillies, the Union, when their seasons roll back around. And, of course, Dubbards as we are home for two out of the final three games of this season. And our final game is not that far away as it's up at MetLife. Uh, Stand out in the crowd, get your merch, including Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast merch, which new stuff in the new year is coming. Promise you that. Go to phiapparel.co, fill up your cart with everything you're looking to get, and when you go to check out, use our code U. I almost said the wrong code. Use our code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders. That's code UNDERGROUND at phiapparel.co to get 10% off your merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. You want us to continue doing dope stuff, elevating our content to new levels, taking the show on the road to do things remotely and in, in different environments. Get your merch. Support your favorite content creators. We're independent. We're doing this right now for the love of the game and and the long haul of what we view this whole company as. And the more people who purchase merch allow us to fulfill that goal and those dreams. So go get your merch. When you get it, tag us. Tweet it at us. We'll repost it uh, on our social channels. That's phiapparel.co. Code underground. 10% off your order. As of this recording, the Eagles have not played yet, but they do have a matchup with Tommy Cutlets, and uh, I said this to Matt on Wednesday show, Pitts. His agent looks like the guy who's in charge of running the Wet Bandits in Home Alone. That's a pretty good comparison. That's a pretty good comparison. Like, the Wet Bandits are Jesse and James from Team Rocket, and Tommy DeVito's agent is Giovanni. Yeah. Like, he just... he looks. I've seen that he looks like the... Josh Peck's character from the Amanda show, the lawyer. Oh, what's his name? 
It's Tony gonna... Pajamas. Tony Pajamas. It was Drake's What'd character. you do that for? For being, being an idiot. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Like, that's what I... That's how I... He looks like he should be petting a Persian and, like, scolding Jesse and James for not capturing Pikachu. <laughs> this is true. I, I Like, he's unbelievable. I love the guy. You know I'm what here is? for it. He... I don't care who we play for. Everyone wants to be that guy. You're living in your parents' house, living the dream, and then you go play for the football team that you grew up watching, and, oh, wait, you're kind of saving their season. It's unbelievable. Like, it's a Do you want to know the most hilarious fact about Sean Stilato, who is one Tommy DeVito's agent? Oh, please. I love fun facts. He's from your neck of the woods. He's from Salem, Massachusetts. A witch! It's witch! Evil! You see the way he's evil afoot. Dude, Salem is like, all right, when you say my neck of the woods, that's like, you're just pointing. Like, that's not really my, which I kind of love. It's it's more your neck of the woods than mine. Well, to me, yeah. Or I Tommy DeVito's for that matter. Or Tommy DeVito's for yeah, that matter. It's... But Salem is so far, like, I I had to go there for work and drive up and see a client. And I had to, like, schedule it kind of like a day in advance because I can't just shoot up there and shoot back. No, it is a 50 to an hour long drive. And Salem, cool town. Cool town. I was talking about it tonight with some guy. Like, it's a little cool, like, nice little town. It's it's one of those things, that story that, you know, DJ and I have talked about this because obviously of where he lives. We got a hashtag build the loop. Have you seen this before? The loop. Build the loop? It, it is uh, like train transportation that is like a giant loop that connects every major like eastern to central U.S. city. So like Philly, New York, D.C., Baltimore, Boston. Detroit, Chicago, uh, Dallas, though Eastern. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other. Like, I think Indianapolis was on. Do you want to go Louisville? Maybe they were on it. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but it all connects, and it's like a like not a high speed, but like a high speed train almost. And it would get you to like from like Philly to Columbus in like a short amount of time. Sounds like Futurama. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, yeah, it's called like the. I gotta see if I can find the actual one. But yeah, I was like, we're we're very pro build the loop because it would expedite oh. so much travel for oh us. my god so much dude i could even make guest appearances in the underground studios exactly it would imagine like so wrestling easy. style like wwe style you guys are just cutting a promo quote unquote but it's the show and then you just hear my music and it's me coming through the loop that'd be awesome it is uh here it is here it is found it got him Got it's he. like that Drewski meme. Got him. We got fucking him. got him. 
yeah, so it can this is what it, it connects Boston, New York City, Philadelphia, Washington DC, Baltimore is in there, Wilmington, Delaware, Newark, New Jersey, New Haven, Providence, Bridgeport, um the Newark Airport, um the Baltimore Washington International Airport, Dulles in- International Airport which is in like northern Virginia. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Cleveland, Toledo, Ohio, Detroit, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Burlington, and Manchester. Oh, we're going out of the country. Ooh, I like that. Toronto sure. is a pretty cool city. I want to go there. Like, that would like be you. so clutch for us to have the loop built. Like, how possible is this for Hap to have? How possible is this of happening? Like, there's a local train and an express train, too, in said loop. We would be able to get from... Let's see. We'd be able to get from Philly to Boston, which is from the 30th Street Station in Philly to South Station in Boston, in, like, give or take an hour. On the express. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That's that's New Hampshire. For me, that's like, just going to New Hampshire. That's nothing. That's literally. I drove me. an hour to Salem. That's Salem. That's, that's me going to like in the city, Philly, like Center City, Philly. Okay. Like, it takes me like forty minutes to get to the stadiums from my house. Forty minutes, you said? Yeah, give or no, take with okay. traffic. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a no brainer. No, that is a no brainer at all. That this thing needs to be built. I mean, big things. If I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, it would take to get from Wilmington, Delaware, to Baltimore, Maryland, which like they're pretty close, but like it would still take you some time. It would take 21 minutes on the express train, dude. That's that's like a cartoon not... without commercials. That really is Family Guy with no commercials. Like that's the dream. Watch if you start you get from you one state, enter another at the you end. You get from it. Penn Station in New York City to South Station in Boston in 35 minutes. That's that's nuts. <laughs> I think that needs to happen. You I, get from, I need to, you'd effectively get from Philly to New York City in 18 minutes. That's crazy. I think we need to make this happen so we can. So, Pitsy, are you part of the movement? Hashtag build the loop. Dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm in the movement at this point. I don't see why not. We need it. Hashtag build the loop in the comment section on YouTube. Hashtag build the loop. Uh, but the NFL has two games going on as we record this. One is already in the books. The Steelers. I mean, if anybody thought that a guy with the last name Rudolph was going to lose on Christmas weekend, you're out of your mind. <laughs> because Dude, it's in the name. Mason Rudolph absolutely destroys the Bengals, and the Steelers win 34-11. to He guided that slay tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. More Christmas puns, all of them today. He jingled all, all the way, what can I say? Waka, waka. Jingle Bell rocked his way to the end zone. There it is. 
Uh, and we got one other game going on, the Peacock exclusive game, where there are no commercials going on on Peacock in the fourth quarter. Not an ad, but I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, somehow, interesting. Easton Stick and the Chargers are winning 10 nothing over the Buffalo Bills. I saw that. Uh, the fact that Easton Stick... Like, Kyle, this is... He's all name team time. in my book. No, all name team. But this is a conversation that needs to be had. That the talent across the board in the NFL this season has been so vanilla. It's insane. Like, so vanilla. It's just like Easton Stick, Jake Browning, Mason Rudolph. I mean, it's just backup quarterback city in that you just don't know who's going to play quarterback week in and week out. Now, Pitsy, by vanilla, do you mean white or bland? <laughs> I mean, I, I, the easy answer is bland, but if you actually look across the board, they're it's all pretty vanilla. White. They're, they're, yeah. Which, which. Ben, with Ben and Jerry, a quarterback. With, like, that's what with, it feels like. With no games going on, and the Eagles haven't obviously played. This is something I've wanted to bring up on the show since it started, and I've just kept forgetting to bring it up have you seen one of the greatest twitter debates and like twitter 1.0 conversations going on that's happened this week with the all white versus all black nfl teams dude the it's if like this is one of those things and like everybody knows i'm a very inclusive person but like if you're easily offended like sit this one out because this yeah. is good light-hearted fun that brought everyone so together in all oh. different facets of the entertainment and media world. Rashard Mendenhall, speaking of the Steelers, former Steelers running back, um, brought us this absolute gem of a tweet that started one of the best, one the of best them. debates online tweeted simply tired of being berated by people who aren't experts into game we just pretend like i'm the only athlete tired of fans talking trash you this upset over a single tweet what about us like me or not i'm a great in football this proves my point you can't speak on ball alone which also then proceeded to bring up one of the best tweets of all time I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so that these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. Yeah, like, this is just hilarious that this was it's one. so fucking one. funny because I don't know if you saw today. We got a new wrinkle. To add to the all-white team. The Dolphins oh. elevated from their practice squad. The first white corner we've seen in quite some time. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Jason I think... Seahorn was the last one. That was over 20 years ago. Dude, I saw someone post the SpongeBob meme of Squidward pointing out Plankton. And it just all white won. Team. <laughs> it was just all white. Like, this is fun. And when J.J. Watt is getting in it, like NFL Jeff guys. Jeff Schwartz was getting in on it. Like, Will yeah. Compton did a whole dissertation on it of like listing off the roster for the all white team. 
because we're not going at we're not saying anything negative it's just no. like okay you are separating to get a competitive result we are just competitive by nature i don't care what color are you are you could be homer simpson for all i fucking care I'm going to compare myself to you because I'm competitive. I want to know if I'm better than you. That's all it is. And that's all he's saying. And it, it's for a bigger discussion about how everyone just feels the need to give their opinion. We do it. Everyone does it. But people take it way too serious. One and two, it's on that platform. And you can't be having certain opinions on that platform because you're going to you're going to piss some people off, but not for the right way. I would love to have Rashard Mendenhall on this podcast to talk to two average white dudes about football. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? Educate me. I'm done being educated by the talking mouths on the Stanford branch of sports. I, like, I, I also saw people breaking down the all-black team and said uh, that they have uh, Marquette King as a punter, but they don't have a place kicker. And somebody said, uh, Chad Ochocinco. Yes, dude. That's called versatility. That's called versatility. All right. I don't think the all white team has it. We don't. No, there's no shot. I mean, you you look at a, a starting lineup all time for both teams. It's it's a wrap. Like we T.O. Randy Moss, Jerry Rice are your starting wide receivers for the all black team. Yep. Quarterback, and, you know, we do you have... wanna, who who do you want to go quarterback? Michael Vick, not even close. You have you have Michael Vick, you have Lamar, you have uh, 2015 Cam Newton, you have Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon, uh, you have prime Donovan McNabb, you have, um, I mean, even now, like Jalen Hurts, you have, you have Dak Quincy Prescott, Carter, you have Quincy Carter, you have uh, Aaron Brooks. <laughs> You I have just J- you have I Jameis, dude, Mister Thirty, Thirty for Thirty. Um, I think you should have him as Kyler Murray, like, like early I season mean, Kyler Murray, like early, early before yeah. Call of Duty drops Kyler Murray. Um, That's the best version. Like you have a ton of guys there running back. Tony, you have LT. You have Peak Le'Veon Bell. You have we have Larry Zonka. <laughs> He's pretty Danny good. Woodhead. Don't you dude, gritty gym rat. That dude is fighting for that. I saw somebody say Julian Edelman's gonna have to be a two way player because he's gonna have to play corner. I mean, do you see that tack uh potential sack he had on Vince Young? <laughs> there's a, there's another quarterback. Oh jeez, the rise and fall of Vince Young. I think the like one that like you can go like pound for pound with is the quarterback position. Yeah. Where it's like it's one of those things where like you play like the thing where it's like name a quarterback until somebody can't like that's what the quarterback position is. Everything else though, it's okay. like let's see where it lies. Dude, offensive line, offensive line, like you got a lot of current players for the all white team. I think Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey are starters. Uh, I would say. Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Um. Zach, no, Zach Martin. Zach Martin, David Zach Andrews. Martin, David Andrews. Uh, we had another one. Joe uh, Thomas. Oh, you got to have Joe Thomas in there. Who am I thinking of? Um, There's a lot. I'm just, I'm thinking. 
Yeah. There's there's a lot it's of such variety. a fun debate. Yeah. And then I saw Roan and Pat Bev on the Pat Bev podcast with Roan uh talk about now imagine it with basketball. Larry Bird is our only hope. And doing it all time with basketball would be insane. Dude. <laughs> it, you put here's the thing. <clears throat> there's a slim chance Steph Curry is coming off the bench. Yeah. You, if you want to go all time, just put Wilt and Bill Russell. I don't care current whatever; those dudes would cook. And then you have Shaq you could, too. You could have an all starting five of centers for the All Black NBA team. You really could. No centers alone. You absolutely could. With 100%. Wilt, Bill Russell, Shaq, Hakeem, Hakeem the Dream, Joel Embiid is on that squad. Joel Embiid, Takemi Matumbo. Matumbo. Uh, we got Big Z, though. Charles Barkley. Yeah. I mean, don't forget for all whites, Drunas Ilgalskis. Dirk. Luca. Dirk. Porzingis. Porzingis. Tingus Pingus. <laughs> That's the best name I've ever heard of him. Uh, JJ Redick. Oh, yeah. You got to have a sharpshooter. Kyle Korver. Joe Harris. Feed me Kyle. No, who's the guy I hate? I, it's Joe, not Joe Harris. Who's the guy I hate? He was on the Jazz. Ingles. Fuck oh, Joe, Joe Ingles. Ingles. Fuck Joe Ingles. Uh, I mean, you think about just current NBA too, like right now. Like, don't even get me started on the the all time because you have a starting five for the the all black team of uh point guard. You go whoever you want. <laughs> you could go. Whoever. Whoever. Like Magic. Magic. Shooting guard. Kobe. You could go you could go Michael Jordan at the three. You could, yeah. He'd be a stretch three. Hakeem at the four. You got Shaq put Bill at the Russell. five. Bill Russell at the five. <clears throat> however you want to <throat> break it down. Like you have Pete Dwight Howard on that team. Oh, geez, yeah. I I caught, yeah, he's he is an, uh, he was a force in the paint, but That's defensively crazy. For the oh, what was I gonna? I forget what I was gonna say. It's it's such a fun. It is topic, a really though. fun debate, and it's only gonna go keep going the more that. And then I saw Barstool did like a simulation game on Madden. Oh, I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> Team boys got their ass kicked. Yes, they did. Got I saw somebody like somebody handicapped it. <laughs> Team White was plus 14 and a half. <laughs> That's good. It's unreal. That's good. Um, but yeah, shout out Richard Mendenhall because that was internet 1.0 rebirthed this week. It really was. It was, was so like, fun. Really it was so fun. Um, But yeah, the, the Eagles have um, Monday afternoon football weird to say that um mm -hmm. the bills just scored so it's 10-6 now for that game oh who scored uh i will let you know in just a moment josh allen threw a touchdown to gabe davis um what a disappointment he's been this year some kind of crappy games this week in the nfl though like jets commanders blech vikings lions will be good 
Well, yeah, division rival. They always play each other well. And the Vikings are, you know, vying for a wild card spot, so that'll be fun. It sucks that C.J. Stroud is out because Browns-Texans would have been fun if C.J. Stroud was playing. Yeah, now it's but just a very, very Now it's Case Keenum versus Joe Flacco. Oh, my God, dude. That's so gross. Like, that's so uh, disgusting. We have Packers-Panthers. That's gross. Seahawks, Titans, Colts, That'll Falcons. That'll be a good game. Colts, Falcons Colts. is gross. Uh, Jags, Bucks. That'll be interesting. Jags, Bucks could be one of those games that goes back and forth in the last two. Then it gets real spicy come 425 and beyond. Cowboys, Dolphins. Let's go, Dolphins. That's going to be a good game. Let's go, Mike Dolphins. Fin, go fins McDaniel. up, baby. Fins up. Uh, Cardinals Bears. That's disgusting. That is the trash. That is the trash. That's the Oscar the Grouch Memorial game. (laughs) Uh, Patriots Broncos Sunday Night Football. Can that get flexed? Please. I don't want to watch that primetime on Christmas. Patriots Nation. Let's ride. I don't want to watch. The Patriots ruined my Christmas. And then we have Raiders Chiefs on Christmas at 1 o'clock. Giants Eagles at 4.30. And then the nightcap could be game of the year. Ravens 49ers. A lot of people predicting that to be the Super Bowl. Let's go Ravens. Yeah, I'm out of the 49ers. Bang, bang, bird gang. (laughs) Bang, bang, purple bird gang, baby. That's what we need. One flock, you know, how we're doing, you know, let's go. You know, there's a lot of a lot of similarities. We're real close to Baltimore. We use John. They got they got two bird teams down there. It's all about hanging with the birds. Now do they fly high as eagles? Uh I don't know, but they got a poem written about them by Edgar Allan Poe, so Oh, I heard he's like pretty deep. He was yeah. a pretty deep guy. So, Pretty talented. Like how uh, the the later games look, but NFL kind of meh this holiday weekend. Um, I also like it's very weird. Matt and I talked about this a little bit. It's weird how the NFL's like encroaching on Christmas when normally that's like the NBA's thing. I I think this year it's circumstance. Yeah, I would it's like not to be every interested. year that Christmas falls on a Monday, which I don't know about you. I hate that Christmas and New Year's hate Day it. are falling on a Monday. Hate it. It's so gross. My only day off that I get that's a weekday is on a Monday. So I get screwed by all the Monday holidays. Because it's, it's my day worst. off anyways. So it means nothing to me. And it have to be Christmas. It's even worse. It stinks. It's, and like Monday... Like you just that just throws off your entire week. Entire I know it's the last week. two weeks of this the year, and no one really does anything anyways. Dude, it sucks. I have to go to work the day after <laughs> Christmas, and then I don't work again yeah. until New Year's Day. Which the fact that Staples is open on New Year's Day is bullshit. But that's another back story. to school shopping. Yeah, for all those studious, studious kids who are getting up on their whatever reading. I don't. know. I just think it's. It's weird. I hate Christmas and that, like, if there's a holiday to not have on Monday, it's Christmas. Like, when? what do you think would be the best day to have Christmas? 
Friday. Friday, yeah. I no, I take it back. Thursday. Hear me out. Thursday because you're not going to go back to work on a Friday. Okay. So they're going to close for the 2 days. Where if it's on a Wednesday, you still have like Thursday, Friday cuz it's that weird and it's too much time for people to take off. So you're going to go to work one of those days. Yeah. Thursday's best because you're going to easily get the Friday off. So then you have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have a four-day weekend. And then Christmas Eve is the Wednesday. Exactly. And you're going to go. You're going to leave early from work anyways. Or not even go in at all. Yeah, Thursday, Christmas might be it. Thursday, Thursday makes sense for the best day for Christmas. Yeah. Look at Thanksgiving. Right. No one does anything on Wednesday anyways. Everyone's home prepping, cooking, or the or coming home, or fr- and then the day after you're too stuffed to even get up and go to work, and then if you do, all you want to do is shop because you're like I need this. I listen. I just yeah. fix the holidays. <laughs> this is what the champ does. All right, I just fix let us it. know in the YouTube comment section best day for Christmas to fall on. Uh, whether you work a nine to five, whether you're doing what we do or anything in between, let us know. Whether you wake up at four a.m. and selfish, you know. That's just, that's uh, a- um, let's move to the NBA. It's brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It is a refreshing light beer, just four point one percent ABV, one hundred and twenty calories, only eight grams of carbs. You can get it at your local liquor store this holiday season and celebrate the holidays with Kenwood Beer. Or go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Finder to see who's got it on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. You can also go to their shop on their website and check out these awesome pint glasses that they have available. They have some awesome Kelly Green merch that doubles up for not only the birds, but St. Patrick's Day, as well as the kick-ass Kenwood Beer hat. Those are four amazing. Uh, go to KenwoodBeer.com. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Pitsy, the Sixers keep it rolling. And it is quite hilarious that Joel Embiid is playing MVP caliber basketball once again and arguably playing far and leaps better than he did last season and barely anyone's talking about it. Yeah, Why? I, I didn't even know about it. Sixers winning in on Friday night, 121 to 111 after they give up 37 points in the first quarter to the Raptors. Joel Embiid, 14 straight games of 30 or more points. 14 straight games of 30 or more points. 13 straight games of 30 plus points and 10 plus rebounds. Oh. I mean, I feel like that should be talked about a hell of a lot more. The Sixers are 20 and 8. Just two games back of your Celtics in the standings for first place. Just one and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks. They're 12 and 4 at home, 8 and 4 on the road. They're playing the the late night game for the East Coast that is 8:30 mm-hmm. p.m. on Christmas against the Miami Heat down in Miami. That'll be a good game. Tyrese Maxey is playing all-star starter caliber basketball. This Sixers team is just giving off such fun vibes. 
And it's weird to accept that after the past couple of years have been just daggers in the heart. And it's wild what competent coaching does for you. And I know you'll you'll always appreciate Doc Rivers, but I think we can both agree that Doc Rivers was more so guided to that title. The Celtics won in 2008 by the big three slash four, however you want to dice it up, uh, rather than Doc Rivers having anything to do with it. The Sixers he wasted was... <clears throat> three years of Joel Embiid's prime by having Doc Rivers coach this basketball team. It was right place, right time, and... It feels it, to me, you, Doc Rivers needs to be around veterans more, like hungry veterans, and that style's kind of out right now. He just doesn't fit the mold for this current NBA, he, and it it feels that his role needs to be more in an office type role or analyst role, not guiding a team, not coaching a team, because he just doesn't. It's well, that's why he's in the broadcast both. booth now. But Nick Nurse, man, what a coach. Yeah, he, he, he knows Nick how to coach Nurse. a basketball team. He I truly love Nick Nurse. And like it it was hard because obviously he was the Raptors head coach for the longest See, time. See, that's where I'm yeah, that's where I'm stuck. I don't like I hated him as the Raptors coach. But man, I fucking love Nick Nurse. And I should have known he was a good coach because of our good pals, the Arkells, obviously from Canada. Big Toronto Raptors fans and Nick Nurse, big Arkells guy. Should have known he was a good coach then. That, hey, the Arkells get down with Nick Nurse. I got to get down with Nick Nurse. I've been in the same building as Nick Nurse that is not the Wells Fargo Center. So he was at the Arkells concert when I went in September. That's incredible. In Philly, which was amazing. He played guitar with the Arkells after the Raptors won the title. They did a sold-out show in Canada, and he came on stage and played guitar with them. That's some legend type shit. Before they That's played in Philly this year, they went to WXPN, which is like a radio station here, mm-hmm. um, to do like warm ups and everything for the show the the night prior to the show. Mm-hmm. And Nick Nurse went and practiced with them. That's so cool. He's the man. I love Nick Nurse. Like his team, man. They're they're just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Oh, me back in. And uh, I love Pat Bev. Uh, whenever the Sixers go out and and whoop on a team, it's it's belt to ass. That's his saying. I love it. I love it. Um, belt to ass. That's, belt to ass. That is hilarious. Um, speaking of the NBA, and we'll we'll talk a little more Sixers in a second, but I wanted to bring this up before I forgot about it. Uh, this comes from Frank Michael Smith at Frank Mike Smith on Twitter. He did a thread, and I'm sure you. Oh yeah, I saw this. Pits. Did you did you read the whole thread? I didn't read the thread. I read the comment though. What he said. So yeah. he posted a thread uh, because this happened this week. The clause that flipped Zion Williamson's contract from fully guaranteed to non guaranteed went into effect because uh, he missed time and was overweight and Mm. it made his contract not guaranteed. Um, But he posted a thread of bits and pieces of contracts that are quite wild. Are you ready for these? Oh, I'm ready for this. So number one is kind of close to home for you. Manny Ramirez. He had a buffet stipend 
when he played in Japan. So after earning upwards of $200 million in the majors, Manny demanded a clause in his contract for free food. He was granted unlimited sushi during his stint in Japan. He's not only the most relatable star in recent memory, he's a genius. That is a genius move to have free food. Because how much is how much of a cost is food in your life? Probably a big one. Then you just save that money and boom, that's kind of your pay in essence. That's brilliant. Eddie Lacy. I'll talk about another big boy. I'm shocked his I'm shocked his wasn't the buffet one. The Seahawks added an incentive to help Eddie Lacy lose weight because at the end of his career I didn't know this one. He had rapid weight gain. If he could drop from 267 to 245, they would award Eddie Lacy with an additional $385,000 bonus. Never happened. Eddie was one and done in Seattle. I would be so motivated. Oh my god. For 385k. Yeah, dude, that I would be running right now. We would stuff to If you tell me right now you're going to give me that much money, I would Quit the show right now and go run. I would just run. Forrest Gump that shit. Michael Jordan, pickup legend. Today's NBA players are fighting for a shorter season, not Michael Jordan. 82 games wasn't enough for the GOAT. His deal famously included a quote, for the love of the game clause. Michael Jordan can play basketball whenever, wherever, anytime, anywhere. That's confusing, because, like, what do you mean? You could just go to the park and be like, I'm playing ball. Part of my contract. Yep. But, like, aren't you going to do that anyways? Some players can't. Really? Like, I remember, like, there's a lot of, like, pro contracts because guys will, like, ride motorcycles, dirt bikes, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that's a big clause in a lot of guys' contracts that they can't do extracurriculars like that. And that's why... When Madison Bumgarner a couple years ago fell off his ATV, there's a whole thing. It was like, oh, is his contract going to get voided because he was doing it during the season? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird like stipulations. I do remember that too, actually, the Bumgarner. I I specifically remember that because that was weird. That was yeah. like the first time I heard anything like that where it's like, oh, really? They do that? Oh, this one's hilarious. Raleigh Fingers, famous MLB oh, pitcher. He had a mustache wax clause in his contract. He had a $100 mustache wax stipend in his deal. He paid $100 for mustache wax? They paid him $100 for mustache wax. That might be the weirdest thing since the Yankees. I, I, it's the wet's bizarre. This one's even weirder. Rick Meyer. He's a quarterback for Seattle Seahawks. Guaranteed money means you're entitled to all of it no matter what, but Myrer wasn't convinced. He had a clause written into his deal that stated he was owed the money up to and including the end of the world. Jeez, talk about penny pinching. You just like... He's like that's so egregious and so aggressive to have that in your clause. Like, guaranteed isn't enough. You need it to be like that much guaranteed that even if the world implodes, you're gonna be chasing down these guys. Like, that's wild. Johnny Cueto had a silver slugger 
clause in his contract. Despite being a career 103 hitter, Johnny Cueto wanted a $50,000 bonus if he won the 2016 Silver Slugger. 217 was the lowest to win it as a pitcher since Cueto entered the league in 2008. He hit 114. <laughs> That's an increase. It's steady. It's progress. Looking at some, here's there's a couple more here. Um, Steve Novak, no man's best friend. The Knicks were so keen on making sure Steve Novak was in peak condition to splash corner threes that they banned him from owning a dog. He loved dogs but suffered from an allergy to their hair. Kind of worked. Knicks went 84 and 51 with Novak on the roster. That's a wild fact. I wouldn't have Bill Walton. That. Bill Walton is an elite Bruce Springsteen fan. In the fall of 1979, he was excused to attend all seven of Bruce Springsteen's concerts. Here's the kicker. He could have easily asked for the tickets, but he didn't want them for free. He just wanted to go. That's a fan. Like, that is a real fan of someone's work if you're doing that. Matt Bonner, NBA basketball player. I remember him. Spurs this, this, legend. This clause deserves a bonk. It's the 69 clause. Oh, God. Okay. They said, I don't know if it's if this was a play on his name or what. Bonner, 69. Nice. You, you, you know where you're going there. But in 2010, Matt Bonner was going to be awarded a $100,000 bonus if his field goal percentage and free throw percentage added up to 169% or higher. He came up short at 157. Couldn't get it up. Oh, that's <laughs> tough when you can't get it up. That's just the worst feeling. Oh, it's brutal. Couldn't get it up. You're so close, too. You are almost there. Mark McGuire had a saving baseball clause. McGuire and Sammy Sosa were saving baseball, and Mark McGuire wanted a piece of the pie. For every fan in Cardinals attendance over $2.8 million over the whole season, he was paid $1. In 1998, yeah. how much do you think he made in the attendance bonus? 162000 in 1998, Patty Pitts, he made over $400,000 in attendance bonus cash. Dude, I think that's that's an evil genius type move. That is an <laughs> evil genius type move. Oh, my God. Incredible. And here's the last one from the thread. This is about Glenn Big Baby Davis, another player close to your heart. Close to me. Big Baby's weight incentive was almost more than his contract. If he kept his weight below 310, the Celtics would award him with a bonus of $500,000 per year. His guaranteed earnings were only 550k per year. Oh my god, that's so wild. That Big is baby like, made weight all... both years of the clause in Oh, his I thought deal. he didn't. Oh, that's awesome. Good for Big Baby. Good for Glenn. Like that's see that's motivation to get it done. Get some money while while doing it. I don't Facts. know why they're not doing it. That's, a, that's an extra million dollars. 
eat that's an extra million just because you got yourself in shape. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy what this world does. But the Sixers, they are uh they're hooping and they've got four games left uh in 2023 before the calendar turns. It's 2024. Miami Heat on Christmas Day, Orlando Magic on December 27th. Then they go to Houston and then Chicago to wrap out the calendar year. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully they can go 4-0 in that stretch and keep it pushing and stay firmly entrenched atop the Eastern Conference. Not um, too close, though. All right. Well, let's... Well, today. I like the team at the top. I like the team at the top. Baba Hebel, Baba Okay. All right. Uh, me hoy, me noy hoy. But it's fun when the Sixers are playing well and the vibes are good. And uh, the other night, Marcus Morris Sr. was also introduced for the first time as a starter at the Wells Fargo Center. And not from Kansas, but from North Philly. And that had to be one of the coolest feelings for him. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, so we'll move from the hardwood, a little pivot back to the NFL as it is the holiday season. Uh, but this is brought to you by our pals over at FOCO. It's never too late to gear up for the holidays guys. And FOCO has you covered with their forever collectibles. They've got the velour track suits that look absolutely exquisite. We need to get them pits. We need to come together I and say, Hey, let's, let's do it. We I might have to, to have use my Christmas money to make it happen. We're we're gonna we're gonna end up wearing the velour tracksuits one way or another. Uh, they've got awesome bobbleheads that they're coming out with almost every day. It feels like across all sports. They've got the overalls that you saw me wearing the Phillies version of them during baseball playoffs. The whole nine yards. Foco is the best, and they've got the best apparel, collectibles, and everything in between for your favorite sports teams. Click the link in the description to upgrade and improve your bookshelves, your man caves, your apparel lines, your closets this holiday season and beyond with our friends at FOCO. Shout out to FOCO for sponsoring the podcast. It's the holiday season, Pitsy, and the the anniversary of this event happening uh, just occurred a couple, like a week or so ago. Um, one of the most tired national tropes that is used around this time of year by broadcasters, headline writers, and social media engagement farmers is the, oh, Philadelphia threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Don't dress up like Santa Claus if you're going to a game on Monday. Blah, blah, blah. It's tired. It's lazy. And I want everyone to know that happened over half a century ago to put it in perspective 55 years ago a that long happened. time it's a long time a long time here's what really happened we will link this article in the description it's from whyy um so the, the year was 1968 everyone i want you to we're going to read this like a, a christmas story here oh i'm in the year was 1968 a disastrous season for the philadelphia eagles 
They see the team ended with a two and twelve record and lost its final game of the season in disappointing fashion. Fifty-five years ago this year. But the reason the contest has gone down in the history books is due to unusual halftime festivities. Glenn Macknow, who is a radio host, he's written books here. He's been a, a sports writer in Philly. Um, talked about it, and the team boasted that that two and eleven record. Uh, but even that showing was just good was just good enough to guarantee that the Eagles would not get the first pick in the college draft that year. And Pitts, do you know uh, who the number one pick in the college draft that year was going to be? Because the Buffalo Bills ended up with it, as they only had one win on the season. Do you know who the the top pick was? If he did it. Which, just to, to put this in perspective, if he played for Philadelphia, we would never hear the end of it. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Imagine if OJ played for Philly. It's OJ Simpson, oh everybody. Yeah, it, dude. We, we OJ... dodged one there. We dodged a Mack truck by not being able to draft OJ. Yeah, because if he was a Philly, then it, the black cloud that would loom over Eagles fans by every other fan base would be so ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh my God, dude. Maybe. All right. I'm the outsider here, but hear me out. Maybe. So maybe sometimes pelting Santa with snowballs. Good idea. And maybe you dodge a bullet by doing so. Maybe, maybe you get what you need, not what you want. So, that day, people arrived at the stadium and find their seats covered with snow, so they kind of brush off the snow in front of them in order to watch a really terrible football team, according to Glenn Macknow. A Christmas festival was planned for halftime, complete with Santa Claus throwing candy canes to the crowd, accompanied by all of the cheerleaders dressed as elves. Uh, and Glenn Macknow said that morning didn't offer much promise for the official Santa who was scheduled to show up. The so-called Santa looked out his window, so saw all the snow, saw the bad weather, and said, you know what, screw it, I'm not going. Original Santa did not show up to the game. So, okay, okay. So, the so-called Santa didn't show up. So, as fate would have it, the team's PR manager looked up into the crowd that day and saw someone dressed as Santa. Philly resident Frank Olivo came to the game in costume, hoping he would get on TV. <laughs> Olivo, okay. who was a skinny young man, was asked to fill in as Santa, and he eagerly agreed to do so as any fan attending a football game with an opportunity to get on the field would. Lifetime. Opportunity of a lifetime. He had a secondhand Santa costume that was pretty ratty and had holes, and the Santa beard he was wearing was kind of half falling off his face. And when the Christmas show began, Santa started waving to the fans who were now in an even more foul mood because the Eagles quarterback had just thrown a pick six right before halftime. How could he do that? That's so rude of him. Right before halftime. Pick six happens. So then, Ray Dittinger, another famous Philadelphia sports writer, Hall of Fame sports columnist, uh, was at the game and he was in row double E behind the end zone. 
He recalled when Santa began his trek around the stadium, quote, the fans were in no mood for it. It was the end of a terrible season. They wanted the head coach fired. They were no mood to welcome a shabby Santa Claus throwing cheap candy no. canes up into the stands. Everybody has a laugh. A second person throws a snow or well, at that point, McNeil said Santa's sleigh got stuck in a snowdrift, and someone in the crowd chucked a snowball at the stand in St. Nick. Oh. Everybody has a laugh. A second person throws a snowball. Third person, fourth person, a couple hundred, couple thousand. And then Frank Olivo, a.k.a. Shabby Santa, gets pelted. It's a funny thing. Nobody got hurt. Nothing happened. But because... Because this perception of everything is what it is. It's, oh, Philadelphia threw snowballs at Santa. No, we threw snowballs at a fellow Eagles fan. Yeah, you guys just had a mini snowball fight, the link. Or it's literally like in any like sitcom when a food fight at a, at a cafeteria breaks out. Yeah, are you going to get One mad person at the person? One person throws something, everybody joins in. That's all it was. It I, wasn't even I the real Santa it. that showed up. Yeah, that that's the fact that throws me through a loop that it's another fan. <laughs> and that it wasn't a Santa that they hired. Because that would be like kind of fucked. He pulled still. from the stands. No, you pulled from the stands. Like and they probably saw him or some people saw him word him out spreads. And they're like, Hey, let's pelt our fan with some snowballs. And he didn't find it that annoying, whatever. So I I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. Like, and the fact that it's Philadelphia is why it gets exacerbated oh, into this dragged, ridiculous dragged. stain on the fans of this city for over half of a century because we threw snowballs at Frank Olivo. Do you know how many iPhones have came out since then? Like, it's just such a different era. All right. I don't get it. Just relax, everybody. All right. Like, we're entering territory where snowballs were thrown at a fellow Eagles fan more recently than the Detroit Pistons have won a basketball game. That is some uncharted territory in this day and age. Dude, JFK was most recently president. The last time of the Pistons. We're, we're coming on a verge where, like, Y2K. Y2K. Was a thing more recently than the Pistons won a game. <laughs> oh you have God. more wins on the wheel I have than more the Pistons wins the have wins in the NBA this year. I don't think the Pistons understand how money I really am. It's an, and that's like it used to... <laughs> you ever just like you ever just like say things and just no filter, like just straight. Your brain just started playing. Put me in, coach. <laughs> my, my I'm brain, ready to play. My brain just grew the biggest sack of balls I've ever seen and just was all in on the confidence. Just like, yeah, you're money, man. You don't even know it. They don't even know just it. Just throw it in the bag. <laughs> I was just like, 
absolutely incredible. I mean, they're my brain's not wrong, but no, like, you're right yeah. in what you said. Like, yeah, pissed them two wins all season. Like, I'm, I'm, oh, just they should take some more lessons from me. It's all about the. There are some kids. By the time they're listening to this episode, by the time their parents are listening to this episode, have turned three years old. Their age is greater than signed Pistons wins. That's so tough. That is so tough for the Pistons organization. Kids in pre-K three greater than Pistons wins. I mean, just the Pistons in general. Just ass. But that is a little history, everybody, about Snowballs and Santa Claus, a.k.a. Frank Olivo, a.k.a. Shabby Claus, a.k.a. The Eagles stunk, missed out on a generational running back, which probably good thing. Probably and, a good No, it was a good thing. Let's not sugarcoat it. Quarterback threw a pick six to end the half, and they wanted the coach fired. It was all just good fun. Nobody got injured. No, Like, the way that the national media talks about snowballs at Santa Claus, you would think somebody got murdered. Yeah, when I first heard the story, I thought, like, you, the guy was traumatized, you know, hurt, had to go to the doctor or something. I didn't know it was a fan. Yeah. Like, That's... I've seen worse fan-on-fan crime. I think the entire internet has. We did on a... <laughs> fight scenes that we see posted every week at games it's insane absolutely insane bro like the way that we celebrate some of the stuff that we do now this should be celebrated oh a thousand percent should be celebrated it's like the beer snake like Like it's snowballs at santa claus should be in the philly sports fandom hall of fame alongside go birds go birds And and the two years varsity that kid, yeah, like varsity, <laughs> like the kid this year who flipped off the Bills fan, like that's how oh, we should be shit. talking about snowballs at Santa, not as this like catastrophic, like like need to get the United Nations involved type of movement. No, dude, let's treat it. Let's stop treating it like Pearl Harbor and start treating it like yeah. D Day. Like, like, <laughs> where were you when the fans stormed the beaches? They stormed the beaches of the link. Well, it would have been in 1968. Would that have been the vet? I, that. Or would that have been? This is a good question. For context, everyone, I was nowhere near a thought as my parents were both seven years old at the time. Yeah, no, I, I was, I wasn't there. I wasn't it. Uh, yeah, where were you when the fans stormed the beaches of Franklin Field in 1968? Franklin Field. We're two stadiums removed. Franklin like, Field, a.k.a. the location of where the historic Penn Relays occurs. Oh. Wait, That's is where that the Eagles used to play thing? football. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where the Eagles used to play football. Yeah, we're two stadiums removed. Like, come on. Come on, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't care. It's just, it's over. A little like, history I lesson am... for the people this holiday season. But I'm glad I learned about it, honestly. I'm glad that I learned about that because I didn't know anything about that, really, except that Santa got pelted. Santa got pelted by some snowballs. 
walking, walking on to Franklin Field that Christmas game. <laughs> There's something there. There's something there. There's some, maybe the offensive line can sing a song about it. Oh! Brain blast. Instead of There's Grandma got ran over. Instead of Grandma got ran over by a reindeer, talk about how Santa got pelted by snowballs and Jason Kelsey and Jason Turned Momoa. it into a Christmas classic. Not Jason Momoa. What's his name? Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata. Thank Let's you. Let's turn that into a Philly classic. That's got to be on the next Christmas album. I think I just manifested it. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. Like, there's there's something that like you could call it snowball fight. Yeah, that's a great song name. It'd be an original song. Original song. You have the content laid out for yourself with the actual story of what happened. Yeah, and you don't think the Eagles front office doesn't have a historian? We are up to something there brother i dude i think we just pitched a great christmas song jason jordan lane have your people call our people and just let us be in the studio with you guys when you record that song yeah that's all i just want to be there i i you know i'm not asking to be featured on it really don't care just want to see we my... just want to see how the sausage gets made or the snowball exactly for that matter. there you go now you're on the right track. I I wanted to see this happen. It needs to happen. That's it. That is a genius idea. Let's oh, turn Snowball's Santa Claus into the next Philly special Christmas Christmas song, 2024. Book it. Nailed it. Uh, let's. Speaking of snow, let's talk about the Flyers. Yeah, the I think... they got the ice on fire. It's brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades. And if you're going out in the snow this winter, you need some ski goggles from Tomahawk Shades. The best small batch eyewear in the game from sunglasses to blue light glasses to those awesome ski goggles that are seasonal uh, to prescription lenses. Pitsy, I was going out, like I mentioned at the top of the show, to go get printer ink today. And mm -hmm. as I was stepping outside, I didn't have my Tomahawk Shades with me. And I said, whoa, 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 mom. It's too bright outside. I got to put my sunglasses on. Like, it's, it's hurting the head. We are a company that subscribes to the fact that you need sunglasses just as much, if not more, in the wintertime than you do in the summertime. A thousand percent do. You need I was. It's so goddamn bright out. You need sunglasses to protect your eyes. And you're cold already. You don't want to have to deal with two shit things. Ugh. And Tomahawk Shades has you covered with the best small batch eyewear in the game for a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies. Go to TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store on Apple or the Google Play Store. And when you go to check out, when you fill up your cart with everything you need, use code USP for 25% off your order. Plus, they have a phenomenal, phenomenal system that if you lose break stolen any of your glasses you file what happened they love to hear a good story of what happened as well all you gotta do is pay for the shipping it's that simple. simple that simple tomahawkshades.com or the tomahawk shades app use code usp for 25 percent off your order that's 25 percent off when you use code usp at tomahawkshades.com pincy the flyers we we might we might have Bruins Flyers hockey in the postseason if if it keeps going this way. 
which will be electric. Talk about up to something season. Flyers are up to something with this third place finish right now. And then, I mean, what if if you guys got us in the playoffs after the president's president's cup curse, I, I don't, I have no trust at this point. Pitsy has no trust, uh, but yesterday, Pitts, the Flyers were playing the Red Wings. They inevitably lose. I'm not going to drop the score just yet, uh, but the Flyers at one point found themselves down to the Detroit Red Wings, 5-1. to one. They storm all the way back, tie it up 5-5, take a 6-5 lead. Oh, dumb. Red Wings tie it up 6-6, goes into overtime. Flyers survive overtime. They look slow. They look tired. Go to a shootout. Inevitably lose 7-6 in the shootout. But they get a point for going to overtime, going to the shootout. Pitts, they are are one of four teams now. Last night it was one of three. They are one of four teams in the Eastern Conference with 40 or more points. Jesus. And this is a team that we talked about preseason. This is year one of a rebuild. Yeah, that's the thing. We we were calling rebuild. We're like, there's no pressure. It doesn't mean anything. It's going to be fun. No one expected it to be this fun, though. The four teams that have 40 or more points in the Eastern Conference. Number one with 45, the New York Rangers. Number two with 44, your Boston Bruins, and tied with 40 points, the Florida Panthers, and your Philadelphia Flyers, everybody. That is absolutely asinine. Just asinine. There are... Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are nine teams in the entire Eastern Conference. Nine of the 16 who have scored 100 goals this season. The Flyers are one of them. The Boston Bruins can't say that yet. The Flyers have scored more goals than the Boston Bruins so far this year. That is just... That's insane. The Flyers are 7-1-2 and two in their last 10. Wow. That's... Dude, this team... Wait... That's mind-boggling. They're to me. eighteen, what eleven, and four overall. Jesus, <laughs> the, that's insane. Like, like they are so fun. It's ridiculous, and like, I know it's still December, and I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see what they're doing in February. Want to see how this carries over, you know trade deadline rolls around type of situations like season runs all the way through April 16th. So we're closing in, you know, January will be like that halfway point almost probably like mid January Mm -hmm. talk to like, I want to see where we're at in February. Are we still a top four team in the Eastern conference in February? Who knows? But like this team is playing like they know people are talking about their downfall. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how they shouldn't be winning games. They're talking about how they're ruining their draft status. Newsflash. 
players don't give a fuck about that, no matter what sport you're in. No, it doesn't matter. They want to win. Anybody that's playing anything sports-wise, they you play to win the game. That is that is the goal. Win the game. The Flyers know that. I feel like these guys paid attention all offseason, knowing that everyone was going into the season with zero expectation of them. A lot of people saying they were probably going to like take a step back from watching them because they knew it was going to be a down year. And it was like, all right, we just got to wait for the draft. They're playing with zero pressure. They're playing with zero just like stress. They're playing stress-free hockey because they know they can come back to the table and say, look at us. We're playing the way we know we can play. You guys had doubts about everything about this team, yet here we are, almost the calendar turning to the new year. And we're a top four team in the Eastern Conference. I don't think anyone could have predicted that happening in the preseason. You know, we talk we've talked about it since we started this podcast. Like we have optimistic October. We'll see how the Flyers are playing out. Once mm-hmm. October's over, you know, the first month of the season. In the books, you kind of see a team for what they are. We're almost to January, and this team is fucking good. Seems like they're very good. Like It's a bunch of young score. guys contributing alongside veterans that aren't tasked with the, the burden, for lack of a better term, of carrying a team. Where, like, you with the Boston Bruins, you have guys on that team that it's like, you have expectations for mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pasta, for uh, Marshawn. Marshawn is who I was thinking of. Like, guys like that to carry the team, to be the guys that are going in every game night mm-hmm. to to put the team on, the bat, on their back and perform night in, night out. Flyers yeah. really don't have anybody like that. It is a total team effort. Everyone's contributing. I'm going to pull up their stats right now just to see what everything is like shaking out like right now for for this Mm -hmm. team and who's got what stats wise. Because like even some of the veterans are still relatively young dudes like Travis Konechny is still on this team playing unbelievable hockey and he's a seven year veteran. That's insane. That feels like it should be illegal. Somehow. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me go to Flyers stats. Philadelphia Flyers. Here we go. So this season... Flyers-wise, leading the team in points, Travis Konechny, in the 33 games played, he's got 27 points. Wow. That's wild. In 32 games played, defenseman Travis Sanheim, 24 points. You have a D-guy contributing 24 points already with 20 assists already this season. That's good. Sean Couturier, back from injury in 31 games, has 23 points. Young Beezer, Joel Farabee, 22 Mm -hmm. points. And then 
fifth on the team in points. My guy, the new ginger on the block, Owen Tippett, 21 points. Dude, they just have guys in order to score. That's the thing. If they're scoring, then that's how you're going to win games, obviously. And no one's taking that lead. Like, it's going to be my night to score. You're, it's my time, like all that. It's spread pretty evenly. And that makes a good team. The Flyers have 12 guys on this roster with double-digit points on the season. That's, that's 12 saying. guys. And that's not that's including fluidity. somebody like Ryan Poling, who has nine points. Nick Sealer has seven. Great name for a defenseman coming up. Igor Zamula. Igor Zamula is a good one. Our guy, greatest Google headshot of all time, Garnett Athway, who scored last night, by the way, uh, has four points. Noah Cates, four points. Like, this guy just, this team just has guys contributing. And let's not forget to mention. A lot of this has been happening without Carter Hart in net. He played last night for the first time in like a month because he's been out sick. He's had an illness like that's sick? kept him, like an illness that's kept him out of the lineup for almost a month. Jeez, I wonder what it's about. Uh Sam Erson has stepped up, has played in fourteen games this season for the Flyers. He's mm-hmm. eight and four in those oh, wow. fourteen games record wise. Two overtime games. The three games before last night's shootout, the Flyers have gone to the shootout, and they're 3-0 in the shootout. Sam Erson was in net. They've got range. they got range on this team. they got range. Sam Erson's got an 899 save percentage. Carter Hart's got a 913 save percentage. you got two goalies that almost have a 900 save percentage. See, that... But here's my thing: if you have a, if you have two good goalies, you have zero good goalies because you keep swapping them out. But I, or I feel like that doesn't really apply in in hockey. I feel like that's because... in the postseason for hockey. I can say that. Yeah, I'd go postseason. Regular season, okay. I feel like you need like that stable of goalies where you can kind of bounce back and forth if you need to because yeah, of how everyone long needs the a night off. Is. Everyone needs a night off. But I get what you're saying. Like it's very similar, like the quarterback thing. You have two good quarterbacks. You have no good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But in That's hockey, true. I feel like the regular season you need two solid foundational goalies to be successful, and then you need to figure out which one is going to be your horse for the postseason. Yeah, it's going to start. You know, three four games in a row for you before you have to go to your backup. Mm-hmm. Sam Erson has stepped up, and I I love. I mean, both goalies too have sub three. Goals against averages. That's wild. That's Carter very Hart has good. a two sixty two goals against average. Sam Erson two fifty six. That's the story that's not being talked about enough. Is the good goaltending from the Flyers? Maybe we 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 let's start talking about it then. Let's start talking about this incredible goaltending because we already alluded to it. When you, they have two good guys right now, you can sub one in one night to give the other guy a rest. I, I like it. Just, yeah, I like it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And, I mean, if Travis Konechny, when it, well, let me see when the NHL All-Star break is. Oh, yeah, I always don't. I always get confused when that is. It switches every February year. February 3rd. 
Okay, February so that's a week. That should be like a week or two before the NBA. Yeah. They usually if, do it a week If Travis Konechny is on the pace that he's on right now, but like he should be in the All-Star game, no doubt. Travis Sanheim should be in yeah. the All-Star game. For sure. A defenseman with with 24 points. Yeah, that's that's unheard of. That is unheard of. Especially from the Flyers, like at this point in the season over the past couple of years. Like, that's good contributions. Mm-hmm. Very uncharacteristic. Our boy Bobby Brink playing pretty well, too. 16 points. Plus five on the plus minus. Bobby Brink is double-digit points. Bring He's in so those good. trucks, baby. He's so good. Trucks. So Be- good. Speaking of Bobby Brink, shall we get to uh, a little Brink and Bonkin' and Bumpin' for the holiday season, Pitts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. Brink Bonk Bump is here for the holiday season. Let's let's get into it. If you're new to the show, Brink Bonk Bump. Brink, who was money this week. Bonk, who needs, who needs to settle down because they're a little too, a little too horned up. And Bump is someone who needs to take a seat. So, Pitsy, who is your Brink? Who was money this week? Well, I was going to go Christmas-themed for my Brink Bonk I like bonk. it. I like it. And I'm going with Brink because it hasn't happened yet, but it's happening this week, Christmas week. It's games, family games after dinner, after Christmas dinner. All right. I love, as we know, big game guy and we spend holidays with a fam uh like family not related whatever and every year after dinner we play some sort of game whether it's celebrity uh you know an apples to apples cards against humanity type of game but we play something and it's just the best moment of the year because it's so pure you're just hanging out with your family playing a game laughing having a few drinks, like it's just a lot of fun. And that's what I look forward to at this stage of my life about Christmas and especially about Christmas day or night, whatever is that. However long after dinner that we get to play a game with each other, laugh and have a solid, you know, hallmark moment. My brink. I'll follow in your, your footsteps. Cause my mom is upstairs doing it as we speak. Christmas cookies, bro. They are money. Oh, dude. Money. Dude, I could go over some cookies right now. Like, Christmas cookies just, like, hit different. And it's one of those things that, like, you can't do it year-round. You can't be like, hey, Ma, let's make these type of cookies. Because it, 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 like, has it ruins it. something about having them at this time of the year is spectacular. And my mom has continued the tradition uh, that my grandma started where I'm the only one along with my one uncle who enjoys them, but I am the only grandkid who enjoys these. It's peanut butter cookies with jelly filling like on the top. So like, you know, like the traditional like peanut butter yeah. cookie with like a Hershey kiss on the top type of thing, mm-hmm. which I love those as well. It's peanut butter cookie with jelly. No, is it a specific a jelly cookie? So that we have uh, raspberry, strawberry, and then there's a mint jelly one that is very, like, Christmas-like vibes. And I don't know what it is about the mint flavor with the peanut butter that works so well. But it does. And, yeah. man, they are 
Oh, I I turn super sane when I have them. So you you mentioned mini PB and J because at first I'm not the biggest jelly guy, but Fair. I am a huge jelly guy when they're in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So if that's if that's what it tastes like, then I'm in. It's a but peanut butter that's cookie. my expectation, and it's so good, bro. Like, all right, I gotta, I gotta and I love that I'm the only grandkid that enjoys them because then they're all mine. They're all yours. You don't have to share all with anybody. All mine. I'm like Squidward in the safe with all the Krabby Patties, just jelly <laughs> peanut butter and jelly cookies. I love Christmas time. Squidward, stop! He'll blow ahead. up. And then no, you won't. Thighs. It'll go to your thighs. And then you'll blow up. And then you'll blow up. I remember my first peanut butter and jelly cookie. <laughs> uh, Pitsy, who is your bonk of the week? Who's your festive it's, bonk? It's fucking Twitter, man. All right. Like these people who are posting, y'all have that one video, but it's the, you know, OnlyFans people. And it's like, if you watch this video, you a sick, you a sick fuck. And it's just like, that like I don't care. All right, like that's not what my Twitter is for. All right, I want to know what is going on either in the sports world, the wrestling world, or my world. I don't want to see still images of leaked videos. I I do not care. I like why are you posting it. It's not the time. Find a new site. That's funny. Um. Mine is going to come from, excuse me, a, a, like, one of those, it took me X amount of years to realize this while I was watching said movie. I saw one about the Grinch, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Mm -hmm. The Who's were not that innocent, Pitsy. The Who's were not an innocent bunch. Okay. Because the gems that the Grinch gave to one of the Who's mm -hmm. in uh, in his class and everything. Yes, you, yes. You go back in time a little bit and you see it in one of the Who's hairs when they're having a let's drop the keys in the bucket type of party. You see it in one of the mom's hairs. The Grinch was a product of a one-night stand. <laughs> the Who's were horny. Uh, dude, that that just took all the innocence out of the Grinch a little bit. There's there's so much. Grinch, this is not the original there. Grinch. This is not like the classic this cartoon. Is this not is the, the Jim original. Carrey Grinch. Jim Carrey isn't all that uh, innocent himself. So I I did not know that, but. You know, in one Grinch verse, that's how it the happened. Who's we're horny. The who's, the who's are horny. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give it to all of Whoville. Whoville's horny. Hornville, if you will. Horn. I like. There you go. There you go. Uh, Pitsy, and who's your bump? Who's got to take a seat this holiday season? Oh, who's got to take a seat? I, I know it's the holiday season and it's like, you know, I shouldn't have one. It's Christmas is great. No, um, 
I, I don't. You know what? No, I got it. I got it. Yankee Swap. I love them. We're not doing one this year. So uh, I'm kind of pissed. Say so love a good Yankee swap or white elephant, whatever you call it, in your neck of the woods. One, because it's, yeah, you get a gift. It's great. But two, the best part about a Yankee swap isn't getting the gift. It's about seeing the reaction of someone get a gift that they had zero idea that that's what they picked. That is the whole purpose of Yankee swap. And the fact I'm not going to experience it this year is kind of sad. Taking a seat for me this holiday season, man. Outside of Christmas being on a Monday, because that's got to take a seat, as we already yeah, that was that was discussed. Yeah, um, taking a seat. You know, I'm gonna go classic. Scrooge, take a seat, pal. Oh, good, good. Oh, old, old Ebenezer, take a seat on the bench, pal. You gotta take a seat, Scrooge. Yeah, you need to get sub. You need to get subbed out. Like it's, this is not your season, but you need to be. Get them on. We need all of the happiness and joy and cheer. You just ain't it. I like. You're that. not it, pal. You're not it. Uh, so our Brinks, Pitsy's got family games after. Christmas dinner. I love that one as well. I got to see what we normally we play Settlers of Catan. Interesting Great game. Great game. Um, I did see a new game that I want to get for our studio and have available. Uh, it's like a baseball like drinking game. And I just want to see everybody get drunk playing while watching baseball. It's like a game you play while you're watching a baseball game. Yeah, you can count me. That's the easiest. Yes, I've I've said yeah. no while. Uh, our bonks, Twitter, and Whoville, and then our bumps, Yankee Swap, White Elephant, whatever you decide to call it, and then I got Scrooge. So there's the Brink Bonk Bump of the week. Pitsy, Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas, my dude. It is uh. Another Christmas in the books here at Underground Sports. We got quite a new year on the horizon. We will have another show on Wednesday. We'll probably do something like this as well where we'll record on Saturday. Uh, so we're not tapping into New Year's Eve and New mm-hmm. Year's Day for everybody. Uh, but everybody have a safe and happy holiday. Enjoy time with whoever you're spending it with. And if you're spending it alone, it's okay. You know? You, you do what you got to do these holidays. I know everybody's got their own stuff to, to do during the holidays and get through, and, and not everybody is in a joyous time for. But, hey, we're here for you guys. We love all of our listeners. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you guys big time. And uh, if you get any awesome gifts, if you get any podcast merch, <laughs> let us know. We want to see all Let's your go. gifts. Tweet the gifts at us. Uh, and if you don't celebrate anything, celebrate it with, with us and listen to this episode. That's what we're here for. Uh, make sure you guys are following us at underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Follow Pitsy on Twitter 
at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram and threads. Follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter and KBIZZLE11 on Instagram and threads. And Pitsy, as I'm doing this rundown, I'm going to keep doing it, but we got to spin the wheel. Uh, I didn't want to remind you because I'm just, I'm just chilling, but. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. It really does go a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia as a whole. Helps more people just continue to grow this awesome community that we have. And uh, lets us do more dope stuff with and for you guys. So go subscribe wherever you get your podcast in audio form. Have your family subscribe. When you're hanging out this holiday season, tell them to pull their phones out. Hey, Please we got a gift it. for you. The gift of free subscription. Uh, and do that on the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. You get full video episodes of every show on our network. Live streams, shorts, clips, original video content. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Let's get to at least 725 subscribers before the ball drops on New Year's Eve, if not more, as we embark on the road to 1K in 2024. And before we get to our sponsors, Pitts, let's let's spin the wheel. Spin that wheel, baby. Let's spin Pitts, that wheel. You are on a heater right now. It really, yeah. Three in a row. We've done this four times. You've gotten three of four. I'm pretty good. The colors it has landed on. Magenta, blue, green, and red. Pitts, you have guessed green, blue, green, red. I have guessed red, green, purple, and blue. The colors for the people at home. It's red, green, blue, yellow, magenta, and purple. Pitts, what is your color of choice this week to try to keep your streak going? I'm going yellow. He's going yellow. I am going to go green for the holiday season. There we go. We've never had a repeat color either, so we'll see if that happens. But I am going to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. In three, two, one. What was your guess? Yellow. Finally. <laughs> I was wrong as well. The color is red. Once oh, again. It's, it's holidays. Red. Holidays. I went with the wrong holiday color. Uh, I wasn't seeing red. I wasn't seeing red. You were not red. on your Taylor Swift vibes. I was not. I'm, I'm still not. You were in your Coldplay era because it was all yellow. It was all yellow. So there it is. It was red. Back-to-back reds. First time the wheel has repeated. And Pitsy, I was thinking the other day, we should have people comment on YouTube. For now, with the wheel that we currently have, if we should make each color mean something moving forward. Maybe the wheel has like I think a certain amount of time running where we're predicting it, and then the wheel moves into, hey, each color has something on it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like green is like, oh, we got to make an impromptu Amazon purchase or something like that. 
Yeah, I'm in. Like shit like that, I'm all in Dumb for. Dumb shit. Like you know me, not nonsense, baby. <laughs> that's why they. That's why they call me the captain of all things nonsensical. So let us know in the YouTube comment section what you would want to put on the wheel. We will take all comments into consideration. And maybe, just maybe in the new year, there's a new era of the wheel, and we figure out what goes on the wheel. Uh, Make sure you get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your order. And this show is presented by the City of Vineland, and whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The City's Economic Development Department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process, and their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic development team at 856-794-4100 that's 856-794-4100 violent new jersey where it's always growing season and big thank you to security 21 security systems and paul j gillespie incorporated for their continued support of this podcast it's been episode number 597 oh so close to 600 episodes of underground sports philadelphia For Pitsy, I'm KB. Have a safe and happy holiday, everyone. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Hopefully talking about an Eagles win for the first time in a month. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace.